Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yes, it's Hamish Brayshaw's favourite band, the Southern River Band. Grand final preview. We are here. Shelter footy cast live from Backchat Studios. Mark Reddings is getting packed for a two-day trip. He couldn't make packed. it in. He's packing his bags. Couldn't make it in. We're going to speak to Mark Reddings a little yep. later on in the show. But I'm joined by my co-host, Hamish Brayshaw. Hello, mate. Yes, Gary. How are you? I'm very good. Um once again, listeners, I do apologise. I sound like I have been uh, doing some extracurriculars, but I'm, yeah. I, am, I actually am feeling fine. You're feeling good, just coughing sh- a bit. I went to the show yesterday, actually. Oh, how was it? You no Birdie be- Beatles on the 60th year anniversary. Is that right? <laughs> Apparently, I was yeah. going to say you wouldn't know anything about the show because no, you don't have kids, but you I'm know a show about No Birdie Beatles here. Apparently, they have some in New South Wales and Adelaide, but... Um no, none here. Breaking news. Bottom art roughly of the week. We're going to do that. So how are we going to do it this week? We're going to, we're going to give our actual predictions, but sure. we're going to come up with something, a result that maybe is a little bit rough. Bottom sure. art roughly of the week. Start your footy weekend at Bottom Art. Grab your shelters where Bottom Art has you covered. I can't remember the last time you and I did this show. You've been doing it a bit with Yeah, Skeet I've been doing it a little bit for with me. It's been a while. Uh, it could have been a real while. Yeah, I mean, I could go back and find out, but we don't have the time for it because Skeet's got a pack. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. We're going to get to Skeeter a little later yep. on the show. We're going to give the winner of the big grand final day later in the show as well, which we did a competition during the week for. But first, uh, there's been a fair bit going on this week. We had our back chat Brownlow session <laughs> oh, down at the paddock. Have you recovered? Are I you have still hung just, over? I was buckled. <laughs> I have just recovered. I walked out. I didn't walk out. I stumbled out and got up the next morning. I was like, ah, oh, feeling actually pretty good. I reckon I might have only had sort of six or seven pints. Realised I was still very much intoxicated. Yes. And then about an hour and a half later, sobered up and then started to realise that I had way more than six pints and was hung over as a dog. I think we might need to combine the Shelter Footy cast with Backchat for next year's Brownlow because it was a raging success. Had oh, over 200 people down at the Paddo serving the Shelter Backchat Ales. Yep. We ran out of them. Yeah. They're done. I know. They are sold out in Perth. Yeah, disappointing. We then moved to the Shelter IPAs, I believe they had on yep. tap. I think they had the Shelter Pale Ales. We I think I had a them. Shelter Pale Ale. I couldn't have gone on the IPA at that point. I was just done. <laughs> <laughs> so we, all, we looked after Shelter, but uh, I thought we maybe might review the Brownlow medal in this preview. Uh, May as well. How, how do you think that went? It was a good count. It certainly felt like a good count. Yeah, oh, it, was a, it was a phenomenal count. I, there were lots of uh, little storylines going on at the uh, at the Paddo, so that was good fun. Um, um, Who did you have for, to win it before? I had Nick Dacos to win it yes. because we had the bet. That's um, right. But I thought that if he wasn't going to win it, Petrarca was going to win it. And it looked good there for a bit. I thought he was going to storm home and he went out of the blocks hard. 
So I was pretty quietly confident. There were some players that did storm home. I'm just looking at the full sort of the top 10. Errol Goulden stormed Errol, home. Errol came home hard. <laughs> polled, so. out of, polled in nine out of the last 10 games. That's 22 right. of a possible 30 votes. This is his last 10 games. 3-3-2-3-1-3-3-0. Three, 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 that's that's a finish. And that to one the that he got was forty two and two. That's right. It was So it two. should have been three. So that's what's happened out of this uh you know, out of this Brownlow count. Which I'm gonna start on this one because there's been controversy uh, yep. this one. People yep, have been yep, carrying yep, on yep, about yep. a few things. Uh, I'll say what they are. So the Horn Francis thirteen disposal game where he gets three votes. Yep. People aren't happy with that. No one's happy with uh, that. Did he still vote off someone? Or, uh, Probably the rest of the people. Yeah. The, the rest of the people that played in that game. Obviously, uh, Bonton Pally had three games where he received ten coaches' votes, so five from each coach, and he got zero uh, AFL Brownlow votes. <laughs> the big one for mine is the Lockie Neal three. 20 possessions. Charlie Cameron kicked seven. Yep. Who are the other two? They played GWS. Josh Kelly had 42 and Stephen Cornelio had 38. <laughs> so it's not all about touches because that is my point. No. I think this stuff happens every year. Every single year. There's- Last year, the umpires cheated to do it. So that was probably why it <laughs> actually, happened. Act- actually cheated and made a shitload of money. No, off they it. didn't cheat. They they didn't cheat. They uh, just colluded to bet. And- well, yeah, they did it. And then we're like, hey, guys, <laughs> this you'll is what never guess what I've done. <laughs> Jason Horn francis got three votes. Uh, so, look, I... I think this happens every year. This is what the Brownlow is. There's been calls to to change who votes for it. There's been calls to have the umpires look at stats. There've been calls to have the coaches' medal be the most prestigious medal. No, the coaches' medal is a coaches' medal. Yeah. Uh, what about the coaches? It's a That's fantastic what that is. medal. Yeah, great. Zach Butters won that this yep. year. Well, well done, Zach, Zach Butters. Yeah. There's the players' award, yep. the MVP, the Lee Matthews medal. Yep. That's awarded by the players. Yep. That's what they think. Yep. The Brownlow is the umpires award. Yeah, correct. Always has been. And it always should be. The stats is the thing that could you or couldn't you? I think leave it as it is. You're gonna have you're gonna have fuck up. There's there's never been a year where there hasn't been like, oh my god, why isn't this guy getting They have votes? they have no access to the stats except for like at half time and quarter time when it and three quarter time when you can see it on the screen. Right, right, right. Because like it, it'll say like Yep. They'll have comparisons. Hamish Brayshaw's had one touch. Fifty quarter Scully's time. had one. Yeah, we're hammers flying. So they'll know that. But it's the impact on the game from the umpire's point of view. So you know, suck shit if you don't like it. Yeah, uh, it, it's why it's a midfield dominated Brownlow the last twenty years. I think there's been no non midfielder to win it. Um, yep. There's been. Jeez, I love what Corey McKernan said. What did he say? About the getting the back, Backman Award. That was phenomenal he pre- stuff. He pretty much said the Brownlow's piece of shit. <laughs> get, a back, get a Backman Award. Yeah, so he That's wants a Backman Award. He well, it. we did tell him that there is a Backman Award. Jack back Buckley chat, won yeah, that. Back chat, back back chat Backman Award. Um, so my, my thoughts on the Brownlow stay exactly how it is. Yep. Have this chat that we're having right now. Mm. There's going to be stuff-ups. You can't tell me the coaches never stuff up. Well, why are the coaches so integral yeah. and, and yep. you know, unapproachable? Mm. Like... Unreproachable? Unimpeachable? Maybe. Impeachable? Impeachable? I don't know. Anyway, impoachable. Poached eggs. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I I think they all stand alone by themselves. I think the Brownlow will always be the most prestigious because it's been going for the longest. Yeah, and that's not to say, not to say that Lockie Neal isn't a deserving winner. He was phenomenal this year. Mate, he, he was unbelievable. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <clears throat> eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen of twenty-four yeah, rounds. He is a star, he an out-and-out out star of the competition. He finished with two, three voters to take him to the top of the table. Bonton Pally was very, very good. He had an outstanding season. So yep. Neil finished on 31, Bonton Pally 29. Very stiff. Second time to be runner-up, Bonton Pally. Was the AFL Brownlow predictor got it pretty close. Yeah. 
like pretty close. And everyone writes that one off as well. Yeah, I know. Neil Nick, was they had Neil let, for thirty two votes winning it. Let's be honest, Nick Dacos doesn't play in the last six yeah. rounds of the year. He wins the he wins it by a long way. He wins it, he wins it by, by a long, long way. He probably gets to forty votes. Um, he had a decent patch in the middle of the year where he played four consecutive three voters in a row. Did he? Yeah. Oh, um, we didn't realise that live. Round, round 15, 16, <coughs> 17, 18, three three voters. Wow. Which is an incredible effort to be able well, to do that. Well, that should have been a, uh, a full back for the back chat. Noah Anderson went yeah, back-to-back threes. So he he finished in 10th spot. He went uh, threes in round five, six, and seven. Caleb mm. Sarong finished the, the year really well. And that's, a, that's, a, that's an exceptional year in a poor in team. In a shocking team, yeah. He came sixth behind Christian Petrarca. There you go. Uh, Errol Goulden was the standout star. He was seventh, actually, Caleb Sarong. Yep. And Christian Petrarca, Zach Butters, Jack Viney. Yeah, Jack surprised Viney, Jack yeah, 24 votes, Jack Viney. But he is one that's very much impactful under the umpire's eyes. He gets a lot of like hard contested possession clearance that just looks good in the umpire's eyes, I think. Um, and he's my new favourite Melbourne player, so he um, he's thoroughly deserving. My man Toby Green, uh, just outside the top ten yeah, with twenty, 20 votes. votes. Surprised with Tom Green's lack of votes. He got sixteen. Yeah, I thought he was a bit. He would have got more. I also thought Toby would have got a few more. Yes, but. Um, I mean, I'm pretty happy that he didn't get some because then I would have had to serve beers nude for two hours. <laughs> People weren't happy with Dom Sheed's three-voter oh, and a 70-point yeah. loss. Especially when Nick Dacos had 33 that day. Did he? Yeah, I was at that game and I've never seen a better live performance, I don't think, than Nick Dacos. He was very good. But he she, was phenomenal. She had a fair bit of it. Yeah, like yeah, she got touches. a bit of the nut. He got 43, I think. But oh, it's tough to get three in a 30-point loss, a 70-point loss, isn't it? What about... Um, this little one, uh, Fremantle have now drafted two dual Brownlow medalists. Yep. Nat Fife, yep. Lockie Neal. Mm-hmm. Lockie Neal, they traded to um, Brisbane, Brisbane for yep. pick six. They used that pick six on Jesse Hogan to bring him to the football club. Yep. They then traded Jesse Hogan to the GWS Giants for something in the 50s. Yep. And they picked up Joel Weston, who has yep. now been delisted. So effectively, yep. Fremantle... Gave Lockie Neal away for nothing. Wow. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that really hurts. <laughs> so I thought just for that. Hello, Freo fans. Nice of you to join mm. us. Uh, that's it. Brownlow medal. We had a great night. Lockie Neal wins his second. Uh, Lockie hey, Neal finished the Brownlow in one three three, which is exactly how I finished the sand over. Good on you, Lockie. <laughs> Will Schofield, Hamish Brayshaw, Shelter Footy Cast. Oh, this is why we're here. Brisbane Collingwood MCG, 12.30pm Saturday. It's over here. It's an early start, isn't it, for a grand final? I, I, I th- sometimes forget here in Perth, when you go and do maybe an event or, or something like that, the game starts just the game after starts, midday. Yeah. I, I love it when you're watching an in-season Friday night game that starts at 5.50. That's couldn't, like couldn't be better. Could not be better. Couldn't be, couldn't be later <clears> over <throat> east. I went, I, I've been to Melbourne a few times this year, and the footy, it's like seven, eight o'clock it starts. I'm like... What the fuck's going it's, on? It's done here Why in Perth. Why is it so late? <laughs> but the twelve thirty starts good. You can get on the cans at like six. You can really have. You can lock in and Couple have a of few shelters. shelters and have a really good day. So a few stats leading into this one: Collingwood haven't defeated Brisbane since round three, twenty twenty one. They, They've got a big they, streak against them. They lost twice this year against them. I'm going to get this exact same file sheet up so that I don't look like an idiot. No, I'm not. I'm reading off a few oh, yeah, pre-prepared okay. ones. Um, they're five and seven against Brisbane all time at the MCG. Five and five from seven. Collingwood v Brisbane. Yep. Uh, Collingwood have won five, lost seven against wow. Brisbane all time. Go the Lions. Because two thousand and three grand final would be one of those yep. that Brisbane won. Yeah. Uh, there'd be a few, but Brisbane wouldn't play Collingwood at the MCG very often. Very often, no, it would not be. 
um, it wouldn't be a mainstay fixture for them. Uh, Taylor Adams is out. He's done and dusted. Yeah, Spoke about that a few times here over the last couple of weeks. I was uh, almost certain he wouldn't play, yeah. and he tried to train uh, on Wednesday. Has some awareness still. They, they were they were never playing Taylor Adams. Yeah, never. Unless he hadn't done his hamstring. Mm. You cannot recover from a hamstring within three weeks. It's just not possible. Yeah. Unless you don't do it. Mm. So he is out. So it's going to create some selection issues for Collingwood. Uh, I believe they have named Frampton. They have named Billy Frampton. Billy Frampton. Craig McCray came on the other day and said that he's playing. Thoughts? Oh, man. What he's is... replacing Dan McStay. Yeah, he's replacing Because Taylor Adams was never in the team. Yeah. That's a pretty good story for Billy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's been around a long time. Has he played at more clubs than one other? I know he's played at Adelaide. Has he played somewhere else, Billy Frampton? Maybe not. Why do I feel like he was at Essendon? That's just not him, is it? Jaden's going to have a little quick look for us. But Who Billy Frampton comes into the side from nowhere, the clouds. Yeah, really. I know. Daniel, Daniel McStay, I feel for McStay, yeah, for Adams. Him. John Noble's not like – we've forgotten a little bit. He John played Noble. like every game and then just out of nowhere got dropped. 86 games he played in a row. Played Port. at Port and, and Adelaide. Adelaide. Billy, who am I thinking? Phillips have played at Essendon. And so got Billy, three votes out of I thought there was a chance that they could have bought uh, Gitterman in, gone a bit smaller, yeah. gone for, I don't know, small ball type areas. But they haven't. They've gone like for like. Billy Frampton comes in. That'll be uh, – and clearly it can go either way. But uh, for a player to come in and you got your chance, you've got nothing to lose, no one expects anything from you, he could be a really important part of – he could Grand be a massive day. part of it. Come out there like you were. No one expected you to do anything, and you came out and won him the game Excellent. in 18. Jack Payne uh, is a test. By the sounds of things, he's not going to get up no. unless something special happens. He's been dealing with ankle issues on one ankle. He hurt his other ankle as well. So uh, Darcy Gardner will maintain his spot. He's yeah. another story. He played, played very well. He's played three games this year. Yeah, and he played very, very well on the weekend. Correct. Uh, Lincoln McCarthy, uh, I believe he's in, but he was dealing with some calf issues. He did a calf in round 23. They were re-looking at that calf, but I believe he's in. He'll get up. Jack Gunston, available, may not be picked. Thoughts? Feelings? That's an interesting one because they have, I mean, it's the hoodoo that they're not very good at the G and they don't know how to get it done there. Jack Gunston does. He knows how to get it done. He's one of few. (laughs) He's been there, done that for a lot of football games. So that wouldn't surprise me if he finds a way into the team, but like, who are you dropping? So Jack, well, hopefully Jack Gunston and Daniel Rich have learnt their very hard lessons. Yeah. Here. This is why you don't, <laughs> don't drop yourself. yourself. This is why you don't say, this is, hey, I'm, uh, I'm just going to sit this This is out. why you don't go and sit in yeah. the coach's office and say, hey, you know what, Chris? Just, I'm not up to it at the moment because then your team wins, wins, wins and makes a grand final and, and you're, you're not premiership. Uh, Jack Gunston, Daniel Rich, if you haven't been playing at Folly Island Home, they dropped themselves in the middle of the year. Yep. Daniel Rich have not been back in the side. Jack no. has, yep. but he finds himself back out again. I think this is a big area where Brisbane have improved this year is their, not so much depth, but their quality and consistency in front of the footy. They've got some fucking good forwards. Joe Danaher, Eric Hipwood, and to an extent, Charlie Cameron, but I think he's actually gone to the consistency, uh, the consistency level already. Mm. But those first two have been much maligned for their yep. inconsistent performance. And, yeah, Joey kicked five on the weekend. They've, they've been consistent They've this been year. very, very good. And they, they're kicking big bags. Like yep. They're kicking consistently really well. They're kicking not points. They're not missing a lot. Charlie uh, Cam Rayner's in there and he's flying along. Charlie Cameron, obviously. But then you got... Other guys that are popping up, Zach Bailey, best player ever. Well, yeah, correct. Lincoln McCarthy's a good player. <laughs> yeah, they've got they're, they're very well set in front of the ball. Now, uh, I wanted to give you some stats of some players against the other team. Some okay. Brisbane players against Collingwood. Joe Danaher, 
How many Smoke goals does he average? Uh, I reckon Smoking Joe will average three. That is correct. Charlie- I'm not looking at this. I'm oh, no, not no, looking no. at these. I'm no, eyeballing no. it. <clears throat> Charlie Cameron averages how many goals? I think he probably averaged maybe one. Four goals. Ah, against see, Collingwood. that's why I probably should look at it. Had Who s- plays on him? Had six goals in round four and four goals in round 23 win. I think who Quainer? plays him? you got to go between Quainer and, and Maynard. Maynard. But so and he's kicked, averaging four. So if you remember, like to, like Toby Green would be the Charlie Cameron, right? Of yeah. So uh, they both spent time and in both Maynard and yeah. Quainer. They sort of say that they ha- play a bit of a handover type defense, yeah, okay. Collingwood. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to play someone a bit taller on Charlie Cameron. I think Quainer would get taught a lesson a little bit. Great player. Mm. I think you play Maynard on him. I think Charlie Cameron struggles a little bit more on taller guys that are quick. Because if you get a quick, he's quicker. If you get like a like-for-like like small guy... He's better. Yes. Just get someone who can outmark him. Yes. And so the ball doesn't hit the ground. That's yes. not a bad shout. Yeah. But you've got to have some pace, which Maynard does. Yep. He's a bit bigger body. Oh, I think they play him on. Lockie Neal, how many disposals he average against Collingwood? Oh, he would average, I would say, 29. He averages 29 disposals Woo-hoo-hoo! against Collingwood. Come you're, on, you're, not, you're going very well. Let's go to the other side, Collingwood. Uh what did Nick Dacos have the last time uh, he played Brisbane? And keep in mind, he did not play in round 23. The last time he played Brisbane was round four, the loss against Brisbane. What did he have? Um, oh, just Big game or a quiet game? They had a massive game from memory. He, did. he didn't have 40. He had 40 in the first couple of rounds, didn't he? I reckon he felt just short, maybe like 37. 38. Oh. Two goals, two in yeah, a round a four game. loss. Big game. Which, look, Pretty that's sure a lot. three votes, didn't he? Or two votes? Yeah, one or the other. Um, he, they, they will look at that. What round did I say it was? Round Four. He had zero votes. Wow. How big was the loss? He had zero votes in that game. How big was the loss? Ah, oh, well, who cares? Uh, it was a decent loss. Yeah, right. Nick Dacos. Dom Sheed. Do, do they pay any extra attention to Nick Dacos? I think you have to. So do I. I think you have to. You can't let him just run around and do whatever he wants. He's the, he was the best player in the competition this year. And yes. would have won the Brownlow if not for an injury. Yes. He's so influential to their ball movement. And you can't just let him run around and do what he likes, I think. And it's like, yeah, okay, suck up the ego and tag a 20-year-old. You know how it but works. you have to. You know how it works in footy land, though. I, I think both sides won't look too much at the round four game. They no. might have a couple of little things, but they're yeah. not looking at the style of play from round no, four no, from you're Brisbane, not. are you? you're not. But uh, you look at the premierships over the last however many years, and I just can't stop. I can't help but think about the Richmond-Geelong one. Geelong were winning at halftime. At the Gabba? At the Gabba. Yeah. They were, that game was all but sewn up. There was one man from the opposition that could have won them the game, and it was Dustin Martin. Yes. And Chris Scott just didn't do anything Arrogance. about it. He just said, we're going to keep winning. And then Dustin Martin kicked three and had 20 in the, last, in the second half. So it's like, you tag him, Geelong win the premiership. They do you, don't, and Richmond do. So do you think if- I think you have to tag Nick Dacos. He's their best player by a mile. And he just is so influential. I think you have to look at him. With 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 who? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's know. a great question, but I don't. Because like we both have seen him in in person, not on the field, but watching, and how how he's great so his running fucking yeah, fit. His running capacity is amazing. So if you're putting mm. someone on him, <clears throat> they've got to be a good runner. You can't have him on him for the first half and then back it up. Yeah. So maybe it's a. Uh, Leave him, let him go for the first, and then hopefully someone can hang on in the second half. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I, I it, would, it's one to watch. I would like some physical and mental warfare against Nick Dacos. He's yeah, that happened year. against Sydney and it just didn't work. He's a se- well, he dominated I, I don't agree. They dropped it. They dropped it in the second half, Sydney. Mm. He's a second-year player. You just you cannot tell me 
that he's just rolling up to the G, all good. Oh, like, yeah, grand final day's a different He's going to be nervous. He's going to be shitting himself, no question. If you're Dane Zorko, for instance, who, like, you know, from all reports, likes a bit of lip, I'd be yeah. getting straight into Nick Dacos. I'd be niggling his and knee. He kicks, and, he kicks, and he kicks two goals in the first quarter, and then you yeah. shut the hell up. Yeah, nah, it, that's one to watch. I would have to, you'd have to tag him. Scott Penderbury, what does he average against the Lions across the journey? He's been playing for a while. Fuck, he's been playing a long time. He can't, I can't imagine it would be massive because he's played so many games, but he's a good player. I'm going to say 26. 23 disposals. Oh, but I thought it was about Again, that. he's played a lot of games. He's played so like a thousand games. Tom Mitchell averages 25 disposals I against Collingwood. Higher. That's okay. Um, against Brisbane. And Jordan Degoe, who I think is the most impactful player in this game. Jordan Degoe against the Lions. What's Am I averaging average? goals or touches? He, what's he average? I reckon he averages 22 and... He averages One. he averages twenty four disposals and and five inside fifties the most of any player across the journey over the past few years. He was so good last weekend. Yeah, like, correct. And just spent the last ten minutes on the bench. So do you let him <laughs> run about and do his business? If you're going to tag Nick Dacos, you can't tag Jordan Degoe. No, you can't tag Jordan Degoe. But who would tag Jordan Degoe from that team? Uh, I mean, Josh Dunkley had a role last week on Patrick Cripps, I believe, kept him to 13 disposals, but that is a like-for-like, like, no speed, no agility, Patrick yeah. Cripps, no offence to Patrick Cripps, great in and under player, but he Jordan doesn't... Jordan is... He's a different explosive. player. He's a different beast. Uh, so I don't know who goes to him there. A couple of other players who I think are going to have big impacts on this game, Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox. They're coming up against uh, someone who is a great Great story. The big O, Oscar mm-hmm. McInerney. He was at pick 116 in the, uh, yeah, 116, 113 in the- tw- how, how are you even getting picked then? When, when in, the tw- in the 2016 <coughs> draft, he'd come through the EFL, the Eastern Footy League. Yep. He's been around. He's going to be the best ruckman in, the, in this game. In the game, yep. But Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron, I think, together can curtail him because Mason Cox had a big impact against- uh, Bridgie. Yeah, Bridgie. Uh, last week. Mason Cox was phenomenal. Correct. Turned into all-time Darren Sandlands there for a hot minute. Darcy Cameron also turned around in that prelim final. He had a career-high five intercept marks last week. If you remember, they yep. put him behind the ball yep, and they yep, kept yep, bombing yep, yep. it to him. Uh, what about the ball movement of this game? Brisbane, I think, are more talented yes. by list. Yeah. But <clears throat> Collingwood are aggressive with ball. How does that play out in a grand final, do you think, the way these sides move the footy? I, yeah, I think it'll really favour Brisbane. I think the way that Collingwood have been able to win their previous two finals are because there is pressure on the football and they just bomb it long. And you've got outsized forwards. The Collingwood defence is very, very good Mm. and they just sit back and intercept. Whereas Mm. I I think the Brisbane midfield can stand up to the heat and can find they've got such good targets forward that are leading up at the ball, especially these big boys who are creating a contest. I don't think other teams that they've played have had that. Like you look at... Melbourne, who's their like their tall forwards weren't making a contest because they don't really have yes. any mainstay tall forwards. GWS had Jesse Hogan. And that's it, basically Riccardi. <laughs> that's it. In between, and they, these guys have got two out and out genuine key forwards and some real star power around it. I think the delivery, even under pressure, is still going to have a contest for them. But then I think once they get settle under the pressure, it'll really suit. Uh, it'll suit Brisbane. But the fast-running play of Collingwood is going to be They're not going to kick long down the line to Brisbane. Harris Andrews won't be able to do yep. what he wants back there. Yep. Um, They're going to try and really shift the angle of the footy and, and run hard through the middle of the ground. Because Harris Andrews was the most influential player, at least in the first half last week for Brisbane. Yep. After When they were under the pump, 
They had multiple inside fifties. He Carlton. monstered Kerno. Yeah, he did. Monstered he Kerno. Did. That is a good call. So who does he get? Who does Harris Andrews get? And who does Darcy Gardner get? If you if you think Hipwood and and, and Danaher, sorry, sorry, that's ridiculous. Other way around. Correct. Who does Harris, Harris Andrews, Andrews gets- go to? Meyer check, Frampton, or Cox? I, th- I think those are the three talls that they'll be playing with. Yeah. I think he goes to my... Uh, nah, I think... I think he goes to Mason Cox. I think he goes to Mason Cox, yeah. I think he knows... You can beat Mason Cox playing him a certain way. He wants yeah. the ball in front of him. He doesn't want to come and float across the side of yeah. back. <clears throat> you give him enough respect. Yeah. Read the ball quicker than I him. Think, I think Gardner goes to my check. <clears throat> my check's think- their best forward. And yeah, Gar- yeah Garner I, played, I agree with that. Gardner played well. He's a lockdown defender. Put yeah. your put your best lockdown defender on Majacek. Best forward, yeah. Majacek yeah. can win a game. He's a very good player. He is, and was on a rookie list for like four years. People don't rate him. He's a gun, <laughs> He's a mate. good player. He's a gun. So you put Darcy Gardner on him. Yep. You put Harris Andrews on Cox. Yep. Who's playing on Billy Frampton? Maybe we're onto something here. Maybe Billy, Maybe Billy Frampton's <laughs> going to win the North Smith Medal and kick eight. Darren, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, Kitty Coleman is one player for Brisbane, I think, has a chance to impact this footy game. He had yep. a career high, 11 intercept possessions. He was good. And a season high, 634 metres gain last week against Carlton. If you're doing pre-game, so the preparation for grand final is as intense as it gets. Yep. They will have gone through every player. This is what he does. Kitty Coleman's right up there with, hey, we need to stop this guy. Yeah, correct? we need to stop his runoff halfback. It's... Is it worth sacrificing a small forward for them? Like, it's almost at the point where it's probably. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But they'll be certainly aware of it. He yeah. won't be running around doing no, whatever he wants. he won't wants. be allowed to run off halfback doing what he wants. But they'll get a they'll get a forward on him that can come up the ground and then try and beat him back. Um, there was a kick that he did. I can't remember who it hit. It might have hit Eric Kipwood lace out. But he got a handball receive off the halfback, and I'm pretty confident he mungled it. And it just wobbled perfectly into his lap. Oh, and what skills from – great yeah, skills. great skills from Coleman. And I'm like, mate, he's just mungled that. But uh, um, I think he's one you have to pay attention to. They're going to have – if they want to stop that hard-running, low inside 50 ball movement, it's yes. going to have to – like, he's going to be a massive driver in that. So they've got to put a bit of work into that. They're going to put work into everyone. It's a fucking grand final. Now um, – Best game ever. What uh, – we were just talking about Brody Majacek. This is a nice little one for all you uh, responsible gamblers out there. The Lions are one of five teams that Brody Majacek averages more than two goals against over his career. He has never – Finished goalless in seven games, kicking three and two respectively this season. Brody Majacek. Wow. He could be up for a couple of goals. Uh, anything else you want to add on these matchups, mate? If Jordan Ngoi, we didn't give him, I guess, too much in detail, but what he was able to do around the stoppage last week, he is their burst player. He is their impact guy. Yeah. Scott Pendlebury is their distributor. Um, he had almost 30 disposals last week. Yeah, he was very week. good. Uh, I've seen some guys talk about the 2018 Grand Final this year, which has been yeah, uh, enjoyable great. to watch, yep. actually. Still, Sidebottom was stopped in that game, if you yeah, remember. Yeah, Sidearse had like fucking 11, didn't he? Mark Hutchins absolutely Hutchins took him to town. Him. Um, there Who, was a, yeah. Who's going to look after the Brownlow medalist this week? That's the a two-time very good point. Brownlow We have not spoken about Lockie Neal. There is a two-time Brownlow medalist running around in the midfield for Brisbane. Uh, Tom, and there's also a Brownlow medalist. Brown medalist running around for Collingwood. Tom they Mitchell. just go one-on-one. Head-to-head? Head head? Probably. Tom Mitchell looked a bit off it in the first part of that game last week against GWS, but he worked his way yeah, into he the got game. Yeah, he had, a, he, he had like an underrated pretty good season, I think. He's been very good all year. Now, we're getting very close to calling our good friend Mark Reddings. Uh, Has he finished packing? But before we do that, <laughs> uh, I think 
Or maybe we can just give him a call right now. Yeah, we might as well. I, I think I think maybe give him a little spell. So to give you some context, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mark Reddings is going over for the grand final. You're not going over. No. Uh, no, I am. Uh, he's getting packed, ready for the he's grand packing. final. He's packing. Hello. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Hamish Brayshaw, Shadow 40 cast. How are you, Skeeter? Uh, very well, thank you, gentlemen. Good to chat. Are you getting... Um, are you packing? Are you, <laughs> what's happening? I can hear... Being chauffeured. Being chauffeured to the airport <laughs> by my daughter. <laughs> nice. So I wanted to... What's, what's the breakdown here, Skeeter? Are you getting on a private jet? Have you got the corporate Have you got a PJ? Suite? Have you got a private no, jet? It's a, char- it's a chartered flight. Let's just clarify that. Oh. Uh, thanks to Paul Ramsey at Travel and Sport Australia. So, so uh, that will take care of itself. I, I've got a media pass, but things are starting to unfold quite nicely. I've actually got a couple of mates from school mates who are going across. One of them has done quite well in life, as opposed to the other two of us. Um, and he's, he's going to be staying at the Crown Tower. So I've somehow I think managed to find a spot at the Crown Towers and then... Um, on Grand Final Day, he's actually in a corporate box, so he's, yeah, there's a silly chance I might find myself in a reasonable place on Grand Final Day, but um, it's still a long way to go between now and the afternoon grounds. Now, Skeeter, you told me you were going home to get change from work this morning. <laughs> Hamish and I, yep. Hamish, look, we always have a bit of a chat about what you're wearing here, Skeeter. Hamish and I were having a bit of a debate, a bit of a discussion around... Were you going home to get changed down? Like, were you going dressing home to get, down or dressing? Yeah, up? were you going home to get changed into something more comfortable, or were you going home to dress yourself up for the private private jet for, for the CF? The no, no, just just jeans and a polo and uh, and some normal regulation shoes, though, which uh, wouldn't go as far new occasionally. But skate, um, hang on well, a minute. Hang, skate, 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 skate. Are you getting on a plane in a pair of jeans? <laughs> Yeah, what do you expect me to wear? Hammer? Something more comfortable. You're sitting on a plane for four hours and you're wearing the world's most uncomfortable pair of pants, jeans. What on earth are you thinking? Tracksuit pants. What no, you who are you there gentlemen. to impress? Oh, my God. What, what you forget, Hammer? Stand over medalist. Uh, pair of jeans. Former <laughs> what you understand? I might not go home after I'm done playing in Melbourne. So you've got to put things in place for 10, 12 hours ahead of schedule. So, put a pair of jeans um, in a bag, Skate. The wise old fox, the wily old fox knows what he's doing, Hammer. He knows he's got this all planned out. He's got his barbecue shapes in his pocket. He's probably got a, <laughs> a little back in it as well. Oh, uh, now, Skeet, um, I did want to ask you, mate. I know you're a very busy man getting chauffeured out to the airport. Do you want to ask, what do you think is going to happen in this grand final? We just did our preview uh, leading into the big game. How do you see the game going? Who's going to play well? And um, maybe a selection and a bit of a margin. Yeah, in a nutshell, look, it's a... It's the best team of the year against, I guess, the, the form team of, of September in many ways. So I forget the last quarter against Carlton. Uh, it, it all depends on if, if Collingwood can strangle uh, the, the forward line of, I think, of the Brisbane Lions. Because I just can't see Collingwood kicking 60 or 58 points again and winning a GF 29 degrees on Saturday. So uh, they build a lot of their attack from half-back. Collingwood, if, if the defensive forwards or the forwards of Brisbane can really uh, nullify their ball movement, which is obviously so you spoken about that a lot this year. Uh, Collins terrific in that department. And again, who, the answer question is who kicks the goals for the Mercfires? Billy Franklin comes in, uh, but you know, you're relying on your small forwards by check uh, amongst those Elliot Hill. Uh, it's it's good like something pretty special from their midfield, I think, to get across the line. So uh, on that basis, look, obviously most of it's a barrier for Brisbane, given now. Uh, uh, Collingwood under the grand final loss, so I still think that uh, you've gone through the matchup, starkly to try and shut down the game. And I think Charlie Cameron, he's had a couple of average finals by his own standard, and I, I think he might be due uh, on Saturday at the G. So uh, I think they can keep a score, Brisbane, and on that basis, to get the hood, I think they've, they've won a final against Melbourne. I think they can 
to win the flag, which would be terrific um, for you know twenty years down the track after these two clubs met in a decider when Posse and Kobe threw their weight around. Norm Smith medal. Norm Smith medal. Well, if, if I'm going to put down, um, how about this? Give, give it his top. A fair bit of flag for none of it's his fault for winning the crown. Like how about Lockie? Uh, wins the, the Norm Smith just sticking up a lot of people who thought he was uh, an undeserving winner. You don't have too many uh, dual Brownlow medalists are undeserving. Yeah, I like that, Skeet. Now, before we let you go, I, this is without notice, <laughs> but the bottle mark roughie of the week, um, yep. now, it's difficult to do a selection here, but I just thought maybe something that rough that happens in this game that not many people expect. Have you got something that, other than you know you not actually making your way to a corporate suite, I th- I'd say that would be quite a rough result, <laughs> yeah. you not actually weaseling your way into somewhere. What's something game day, bottle mark roughie of the week that could happen that not many people are expecting? <laughs> Yeah, my bottom art roughy of the week, it doesn't come from a play. I'm just thinking aloud. Uh, I think there was, there's been a few occasions in Perth, in Perth. In fact, Perth is a place where this happens a lot. I was at Lords and it happened uh, in the, after the first time. <laughs> yes, we know you went we'll there. See, yes, we know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, think, I think we'll see an invader of the pitch now. We're hoping it's a female. We're hoping she doesn't have any clothes on, but I'm, I'm, I'm expecting there to be some days that... She's driving. She's not impressed. She's not happy. Uh, but that's okay. She she understands where I'm coming from. I'm talking to uh, the the uh, in the end of the footy world as we are. Um, <laughs> Shout out I, I think, our I think audience. We might see someone. I think someone might just uh, get on the ground at some stage of the weekend. I mean, that, that's pretty rough. That's going to be worse. That, that is a very that's rough. Lot. Yeah, that is that's a rough, rough as skater. Um, probably not as rough as your head's going to be after this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, mate. Oh, so, Sorry, Robinson Caruso. Look at you sitting there. You'll be absolutely gassed, I reckon, by the first quarter with Red. <laughs> Robinson Caruso. Sorry, can you explain what that means? I don't know. It's just a saying that, you know, like you, you look sitting there in your ivory tower like the Pope Benedict thinking that you, you're not going to be Throwing able to out gas James about. <laughs> Very good, Skeeter. Skeeter, I'll let you get back to apologising to your daughter. Enjoy yep. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the grand final, <laughs> mate. Uh, and we, uh, we hope to share a couple of shelters over there with you. Uh, looking forward to it, boys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Kate. There you go. Mark Redding's live from a private <laughs> plane somewhere. In the... <laughs> live from his CF charter flight. <laughs> uh, that was very good. Let's uh, take a little snap it on this. And then, actually, you know what? Have we done it? Are we you we do probably a need to predict who wins the grand final. Yeah, Hamish. we do. And I think... Give I... us a bit of a rundown how this one's going to go. Well, I, I just am... I really, really think it might follow similar trajectory early to the West Coast game in 2018. I think Collingwood are going to jump them. Really? Um, the same way that Carlton did. I think they're going to come out of the blocks hot. Uh, that will be on their mind from the prelim. Collingwood grand final. Uh, the Collingwood fans are going to go nuts. It's going to be an atmosphere like no other early. And then the Lions will steady the ship and the Lions will – it'll be an arm wrestle. It'll be there and it'll just go bang. And I think the Lions are going to win by about – I reckon they'll win by four goals. There you go. Uh, Norm Smith medal. I like the Lockie Neal one. Yes. Imagine that. The, that's a Dusty Martin year. That's grand final Brownlow Norse. And then he can stick it up and everyone. And then he can stick it up everyone. I don't think he will win it. I think it'll be, I think Charlie Cameron is going to pop up and kick five. And win the and win the Norm Smith medal, yeah. Okay. And the Bottom Art Roughy of the Week. Start your footy weekend at Bottom Art. Grab your shelters where Bottom Art has you covered. Something rough that might happen. Well, I think Charlie Cameron kicking five and winning the Norm Smith. I mean, rough, yeah, but, but he's I, a I'm good go player. Yeah, he is he's a, a gun. He averages four goals. Yeah, not that is. rough. I, I'm going to go elsewhere on the Bottom Art Roughy. What am I going to think? Can you do your have grand final prediction have and I'm going to have a think? Look, I, I'm with you. I think Brisbane wins this one. I'm not with you on how this goes. I think given what happened in the prelim... Um, the coaching staff, Chris Fagan and co, will have this team 
absolutely buzzing to start the game. And I actually think Brisbane gets a little jump, not a big jump. Collingwood will be settled anyway. I do think Brisbane starts a lot better than they did last week because it's just what happens. If you start poorly, all the coaches, everyone's talking about starting well. So maybe it'll take them a little bit more time to settle, but they start well and it's quite an even first quarter. It is the arm wrestle, as you've said, but I just, I think it's that they're the better side and if they're going to win, which I think they will, it will have to be a four or five goal margin because if it's a close game, Collingwood actually win this game. Yeah. If it becomes so close, close games. Collingwood finds a way, as they've done for two years, to win this game. But I don't think it's going to be close. I think Brisbane wins this in not a runaway, but four or five goal region. Um, they get this one done. Mm. Uh, the Norm Smith medal. Look, I'd love, I would love Harris Andrews to win the Norm Smith, but it is very rare occurrence that a fullback wins it. Brian Lake, one of those guys yep. that has done that in the uh, modern era at least. I, I, I think it's a midfielder, and I've said it somewhere else, so I'm going to say it here again. I think Josh Dunkley sure. has a big game. He's played in the grand final before. Yep. Played in two before, actually. Yeah. One of only five. Gee, this is a hard one. How many Brisbane Lions players have played in grand final before? Josh Dunkley has. He's played in Jack two. Jack Gunston will have if he plays. That's correct. I can't think, think of, of any else. Lincoln McCarthy didn't play with any at Geelong. Um, Dayton Zorko has been there forever. It would have to be an import that I don't think that they have. Joe Danaher didn't play any with Essendon. I can't haven't. think of then. I can't think of anyone at the moment. I think he's the only <laughs> grand final player to play. He, he knows how to do it. He's won one. He gets the Norm Smith medal. Josh Dunkley. Wow, there you go. And bottom art ruffie of the week. Bottom oh, art ruffie. Does it have to be something you can bet on, or can it just be a rough thing that might happen? Skeet's got a, a female streaker going out. <laughs> okay, down, well, so it can my, be whatever you like. My bottom art ruffie, and this will be a real ruffie because I don't think he has. With the exception of the game he hurt his knee, I don't think Nick Dacos has ever had under 15 touches in a game of AFL. Ever? I don't. Well, that, that, that's just me throwing it out that's there. That's amazing. It's probably right. I think he gets held this week. I think that's under the one. weight of pressure. Second game back. Second game back. Grand final. Mr. Brownlow. Everything piling on top of him. I think Brisbane are going to put some work into him. Wow. I think Nick Dacos has under 15 touches. That would be rough. That's rough. as Because like he'll take kick-ins. And then Brisbane just can't miss. But I think Nick Dacos gets under 15 touches. I can't see that happening, but that's Neither exactly what that's, 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 that's why it's a rough point. Uh, look, I, I don't think we can go past our, our friend, our, our our man who's come from the clouds, Billy Frampton. Billy Frampton. <laughs> Billy Frampton. Billy Frampton kicks, kicks four goals in the grand final. Yes. Uh, from Huge. nowhere. From the absolute clouds. The other two forwards get held well. Harris Andrews, yep. Darcy Gardner get it done. Billy Frampton just goes, you know what? Cometh the moment, cometh the man. <laughs> Billy Frampton. Uh, there you go. That's our grand final preview here on the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Hamish Brayshaw. Uh, now, we had a couple of little questions to get through. I think we've actually got some. Okay, very good. We like this, Jaden. Thank you very much. Uh, Swayze. Saucy, you reckon? Patrick. Patrick what? How do you know it's Saucy? The there you go, that makes sense. How do you, pa- how do you spell Patrick Swayze? S-W-A-Z-E-Y, I don't know. Saucy. <laughs> Travis <laughs> Kelsey is now dating Taylor Swift. Thinks it's time to retire the audio boys. You got it for me? Know your role and shut your mouth. Come on now. Let's go, Jaden. Can't be mentioning it and not have that. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I know. Well, when's she going to break up with him and write the song? I think Travis Kelsey 
I think he needs to know his role and shut his mouth. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if he's in the league of Taylor Swift. Well, got to I mean, be honest. Who is? That's also a good Swifty. point. Yeah, correct. She'll write a song about him. Know your role and shut your mouth. It's one of the great audio packages oh, of all time. Uh, now, uh, <clears throat> grand final weekend coming up. Uh, if you want to go and enjoy it, I would be heading down to some of these venues because. We did give a giveaway, and we're going to announce the winner down at the Leadable Precinct uh, for the AFL Grand Final Party. But I reckon some of these, we've got some beautiful shelters on tap. The okay. Wembley, the Ashby, the Gate, Percy Flint down at South Freo. You want to get down there. Leadable Sporting Club, that's the Bowls Club. They'll be putting some beers on down there. Wow. Besk, the Paddo. Yeah. Oh, the, the Paddington Paddo. Ale House, the, the Heart and Soul we of Mount Hawthorne. We probably should have been saying the Paddo <coughs> off the top. The Heart and Soul of Mount Hawthorne. Par 3, Bustleton. If you want to go down and sneak some holes and then wow. watch Knock some goals. Yeah. <laughs> get down there. Any other rhymes? No, uh, no I, got, I was waiting for you to come in. That was you. I was you. trying to find one. Geograph Bay Yacht Club, Tonic by, by the Bay, Poor House, Smalls Bar, blah, blah, blah. You want to go and have some shelters and enjoy the footy, that's where you go. Nathan Mann has won the four tickets to the big dance, the AFL Grand Final pay Party down at the Leadable Precinct. Nathan will be contacting you via social. Nice. Well done. Well done, uh, nice. You and three of your mates. I'm assuming you did tag them in the social posts like you was meant to. Very good. I think we're done and dusted, Hammer. I think we're done and dusted. What are you doing? What are you doing for the grand final weekend? I will be having uh, my first shelter at about, I would say, about 8 o'clock. Right. I'm going to be reasonable with it. I'm back into the gym this week, which I'm really not happy about. I'm we, sore and I hate everybody. Are we talking like, um, like player sweeps? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, have, I'll do the sweeps. I'll do the everything. I'll put five bucks in the jar house for the House party? Pub, nah, house party. We'll have some boys around at my place and it'll be, cool. um, it'll be great fun. The hotel will be hot. The pool will be welcome and, uh, and I'll be having a few... XBAs. I'm going to shout out my mate. I'm going over for the grand final. I fly out Friday, nice. uh, Saturday, obviously, PJ? grand final. Uh, no PJ, unfortunately. Ah, I'm in the Exodol, though. Nice. Uh, Basically a PJ. And um, my good friend, uh, let's call him James, uh, I've I've pulled out of work. I could have worked the grand final and called it with 6PR. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Why would you? One of my mates has got a corporate box. He's pulled out to, co- to come and sit with us. Uh, a mate of mine has got three kids, all under the age of three. He said to the missus, you know what? You're We're going to grand final. James, my friend, has just put a message into the group thread saying, hey, boys, I might be a laid out. Uh, he's, he runs laundromats down in Geelong and they've just bought a new shop. He's effectively telling me, as far as I can tell, he's got to put a few loads of washing on on the Saturday. Of course. And can't Good come, weather for it, mate. Can't come to the it's 28 degrees. It's 28 degrees. Scoey's in town. Steiny's not in a corporate box. Steen has got the kids at home. And old James got to put a couple of loads of washing on. Just a bit of a shout out, James. I know you listen to this. Lift your fucking game, mate. Yeah, I'll see you at the GF. Uh, have a good one, mate. You too. Go the Lions. Go the Lions. Come on. Piss off, Fires. <laughs> Piss off, Fires. Go the Lions. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.